Okay, let's get started with Parsha's Vayeshev, Tavshin Ayin Vav. Just scheduling notes, Be'ez Hashem, there will be a shear next week sometime. I'm just not sure when. And Yanni Miketz and Hanukkah. Uh, but hopefully, Be'ez Hashem, by, by Wednesday night, for uh, all of our listeners, it uh, will be up at some point. Just a busy week at night for me next week. And just before we start, one hashlama from last week. I got an email this week, uh, but then I found it. We started off last week with a Vilna Gon. The Graz said that there are five sukim in Tanakh, which have five words in a row, each with two letters. And we mentioned them. And then someone emailed me and said, Ah, oh, there's another one, there's a sixth one. There's a Pasuk in Nehemiah, Perak Beis, Pasuk Beis, that also has five words in a row, each with two letters. So I'm like, the Groh was only five years old when he gave the first answer. Maybe he didn't get to Nehemiah yet. Maybe. But if you look in Pnidim Mishulchan which is the, uh, the collection of some of the greatest Grohs on Parsha's Noah. On the Pasuk of Noach Eshem Eschem, it quotes that the Grah gave the answer that there are six Psukim in Tanakh that have it, and he includes the Pasuk in Nehemiah, so we should not undermine the Vilna Gon, you know, lest anyone uh, had any uh, thoughts about him over the, over the past week. Okay, so now let's get into uh, this week's uh, discussion of Parshas Vayeshev. And we start out with a thought that I think I mentioned a number of years ago, but it's, uh, it's a thought we have to mention as we come to Parshas Vayeshev. If you look at source number one, Rapam tells a story that in the yeshiva of Elijah, at a certain time, there was a discussion, there was a serious contention about different ways of teaching Torah, different darche halimud. And there were two great Russia yeshiva in the yeshiva, and the yeshiva was splintering because they were each following different rabbanim. If you look on line nine, yeshiva Eitzchayim, founded a half a century earlier by Chaim Yvelajin, the chief Talmud of the Vilna Gon was going through turmoil. Contention arose due to the difference in the styles of learning between the Nitziv, Rav Tali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, and the Beis HaLevi, Rav Yosef Dov Salvechik, two of the greats. As in retrospect, we can look at both of them as two of the great Gdolei HaMesora, Gdolei HaRashi Yeshivas from that time period. But at the time, it was, it was pretty serious and emotional, and people were, were getting at each other. So they called a number of the Rabbanim together, to try to figure out what to do to hold the yeshiva together. So Revelvel of the Magid of Vilna got up at this assemblage and said the following. As a Magid on line 22, I always think about the Parsha. But now I'm not what, I'm not sure exactly that I want to speak about this week's Parsha. I want to speak about Parsha's Vayeshev. It wasn't Parsha's Vayeshev when this meeting took place. Why do I, why do I want to talk about Vayeshev? In every single Parsha, up until now, from the beginning of the Torah, there's clarity. Clarity between right and wrong. Good and bad, tov and ra. And that's clear throughout every single parsha so far. He goes through, Bracious, there's the Nachash, and there's Adam and Chava. Parsha's Noach, there's the Dor HaMabel, there's the Dor HaFlaga, and then there's Noach, and then there's Shame. Clarity. Lech Lecha, there's Avraham and the four kings. Vayera, there's Avraham and Stom. Every Parsha, Chayisara, Eliezer, and Lavan. Toldos, Yaakov and Esav. Vayetze, Yaakov and Esav. Vayishlach, those three are Yaakov and Esav. We come to Vayeshev. So who are the two teams? Who's on the right side and who's on the opposite of right side here? Says the Revelvel of the Magad of Vilna, I come to Vayeshev and I'm in a quandary. There's no right and wrong here. We have the Shiv Ka. We have the Shvatim who's every 
each one of the Shvatim around the Choshen of the Kohen Gadol. Each one of them, though they might not be perfect, but, and there were some issues in their lives, but ultimately, they were the Tzadikim. Ultimately, Yaakov Avinu, at the end of his life, looks at his, at his sons, and Mitaso Shlema, he was the first to be Zoha out of all the Avos, to have his children all following the path of HaKadosh Baruch Remember the Gemara Meseches Psachim that tells us that at the end of his life, Yaakov Avinu was not sure whether all of his sons were following because he lost the, the Nevuah, he lost the Ruach HaKodesh of when Mashiach was going to come. So he says to them, Shemi Yishlochem Sul, maybe one of you is, is a little off. What do they say? Shema Yisrael. First time Shema was said, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. They were talking to their father. So he, he was Zochet to that. So Cesar Belvola, when I see the Beis HaLevi and the Nitziv, I see Parshas Vayeshev. How could you label one as not being right? Elu ve'elu, Deri Elokim Chayim. So when we get to Vayeshev, and we have the challenging and amazing and emotional and power-packed stories of the next three or four Parshios, maybe arguably the most exciting and heart-wrenching and... Um, earth-shattering part story in the entire Tanakh, at least in the Torah, the cliffhanger that we have at the end of Ayeshev, at the end of Miketz. We get to these parshias, and we always have to be careful how we view them because we're talking about Yosef and his brothers. Of course, Chazal mentioned certain faults that the great Shvatim had, and if Chazal say it, we follow Chazal. But we also have to realize that we're talking about the shift they caught and the level that they were on. Yes, the faults are meant to teach us, but we also have to realize who we are talking about. As Rav Palm writes now on the bottom, in discussing the disagreement between Yosef and his brothers, this has to be our outlook as well. The source of the dispute wasn't simply petty jealousy, it was a question of halacha. And the Mepharshim talk about, we discussed that in past years, was Yosef a rodef, what the brothers think, what was Yosef doing, v'chulu. And just as an example of how we see this type of approach in one of the great Achronim, if you look in source number two, on the next page on top, the Afik Yam, one of the great Achronim that was killed in the Shoah, Vichil Michal Rabinovitz, Talmud of, uh, of Rab Chaim, and he was close with, uh, close with the uh, Rab Chaim Ozer and others, the Afik Yam, one of the classic Svarim on, on Shas, in the Hagdama of Chelek Beis. He talks about the Pesukim in the beginning of Parsha's Vayeshev. Let's read the pus, uh, beginning of the Parsha for a moment. Vayeshev Yaakov, Eretz Megurei Aviv, Eretz Kenan. Yaakov dwells in the Megurim of his father in Eretz Kenan. Ela told us Yaakov. These are the generations of Yaakov. Yosef ben Shvasrei Shanach, as I'll pick up on. What do you mean the Toldos? You only mentioned one son. Okay, not for now. He was 17 years old. Ben Shvatz Reishana Hayaroes Achav Vatzon. He was 17 years old. He was the shepherd, as we know, as we mentioned last week. All great biblical figures were shepherds. Vehu Naar Es Bnei Vilha Es Bnei Zilpa Aviv. And he was Naar. What does that mean? He was young, sometimes translated as immature. He was Naar. He did my scenarios. Es Bnei Vilha Es Bnei Zilpa Aviv. The wives of his father. And Yosef brought the evil report to their father. Question one. Once he's here, the question, it screams out at us. Rashi doesn't pick up on it. Rashi doesn't comment. Yosef brought the Dibarat to their father? What, it wasn't his father? What do you mean? To 
Avihem to there. Does Avihem, is that referring to Yosef also? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it's referring to the father of Bil and B'nai Zilpah. Question one. Question two. Let's read the Afike Yam now. Source number two on top. He quotes the Psukim that we just read. And first he quotes, V'apasik Muksha, line two. Ma'u pirush v'hunar. What does it mean, Vuhunar? That question already Chazal pick up on. But that's a question that we could also ask. Number two. Ma'u Lashon What does the Pasuk say? He brought the report to his father. Why doesn't the Pasuk say he told his father? Why does it use these extra words? Vayaveh as dibasam ra'a el avihem. Later on, it says, He told his father. No, it says, He brought the report as what the brothers were doing to his father. Two. And three is the question we asked before. Why didn't it just say he brought it to his father? Their father, as if the emphasis is the father of the Shvatim, of the Shvachos, the children of the Shvachos. So those are the three questions. Na'ar, Vayaveh, and Avihem. V'hu says the Afikeyam, line five. V'hanira bazeh, you know what the Pasig is alluding to us? Tahapasig bolomar. Arkama godlot sidkaso shal Yosef alav ashalom. How the tzidkus of Yosef, yes, there are different approaches. Was he immature now? Was he mature? The Afikeyam is taking the approach that even in his youth, he was Yosef atzadik. Not many people in the Torah are called tzadik. Yosef is called Sadik. Binyamin is called Sadik in one place. Noach, of course, is called Sadik by the Torah. But Yosef, as we know, is called Sadik. Let's see his Sidkus. Why was he bringing the evil report to the father? He wasn't stomp saying Lush and Hara on them. It's Yosef, son of Rachel. It was all Litova. It was based, his actions, on something halachically permitted. He saw his brothers doing something wrong. At least in his view, it was something wrong. Could they have defended themselves? Okay, question. But he viewed something. And he said to himself, I'm the youngest. There's no way that I'm the one that should be giving them Musr. There's no way. So I'm not going to. The dreams? Okay, he took that as a nevuah. But this was just an activity that happened amongst brothers. He saw them. Yosef said, V'hunar. He was young. He was the youngest out of the oldest 11. Dahadin bazel. We know what's the halacha. If I want to give tochacha, and I know it's impossible that I'm going to be listened to, I'm younger, I'm not the one in a position of authority, then I shouldn't do it. Kishem, as the Gemara says, Kishem she mitzvah lomar davar hanishma, kach mitzvah lo lomar davar shalonishma. It's a mitzvah to say what's going to be heard. It's a mitzvah not to say what won't be heard. So says the Afikayam. Dahadin baze emroa beechad shaose davar shaloka hogan. If I see somebody do something inappropriate, vuhurotz elagalos la aviva la rabo sheyochichu also alzelach zir lemutav. So I'm not going to say it myself. I'm going to tell his rebbe. I'm going to tell his father. Sometimes we see a child. We don't go to the child. We can't go over to a total stranger child. We'll go tell the father. I just wanted to say, in a nice way, 
Number one, line eight. Shemikodem yochiach lo ba'atzmo. Number one, try to do it yourself. Vim lo yoel, if you're not going to be successful. Azmuta legalos laviol arabo shochichu. So you can tell the father, you can tell the rabbi. Or if not, I didn't try, but I know it's not worth trying. I'm the younger brother. How many times could the younger brother give muster to the older brother? Not so often when they are teenagers especially. So, that explains the first phrase. He was young. That's why he didn't tell them directly. Number two, what's another condition? Once I'm telling the father or the rav... I have to make sure I don't exaggerate at all. I have to make sure I say exactly, I describe, I don't give any editorial comments. Just tell me what happened. Don't give your own view of what happened. Right, I don't add anything. I don't exaggerate. A second limitation I have to be wary of. We'll get to that. And number three, And number three, it has to be, what's my purpose? Is my purpose to show that I'm better than them? Is my purpose to show that, that you shall love me more? Or is my purpose because I really care about them? And I love them and I want to bring them closer to Hashem as well. Now, says the Afikayam, that's exactly the Psukim. Again, you have to know when it won't be listened to. You have to see exactly what happened. And it has to be for the right purpose. The Atayuvan Apostolic line 11. That's to answer why didn't Yosef tell the brothers directly? Because he was the youngest. He was the youngest. It's not going to help. They were being mezalzel in the in the maidservants' children. And he and he was with them. Number one. Number two. It doesn't say he told his father. It says he brought the report to the father. What is that emphasizing? Exactly what occurred. He brought that. He didn't say. If I stop, it means he told over. Maybe that would have meant a little more, a little less. Editorial comments, no. He brought it. He brought exactly what occurred. Like if you tell a story, there's always an embellishment and exaggeration. A good storyteller always adds in a lot of details that might not be so true. And number three, that's why it says Vayave. And finally, Vyacharkach, Omar Odlarames. Shakiva Sharak Litoelas. It was purely for Toelas purposes. What does it say? He brought the report to their father. Nothing to do with me. As if as if he's an objective bystander. Doesn't say his father, because that would maybe appear that he wants to find favor in his father's eyes. It emphasizes their father. El Avihem below Aviv. It's not that he wants any benefit from this. No, it's as if it's not my father. It's their father. So a little, little nuances in the text open up understandings of Yosef's behavior, of Yosef's kavanas that we might not have realized if we just read the Pusik in a superficial level. So that's really where we start the entire story of Yosef and his brothers. Moving right along. So we know Yosef has his dreams. We've discussed that. He has one dream. He has another dream. 
And there are a lot of dreams, starting in Parshas Vayeshev, right? Not really, starting in Parshas Vayetzeh. Sefer Parashas, we've noted this before, has more dreams than any other Sefer in the Torah. The rest of the Torah doesn't really have any dreams. And here we have Yaakov's dream, we have Yosef's dreams, we have Paro's dreams, we have the Sarah Mashkim's dreams, we have the Sarah Ophim's dreams. Many, many dreams in, in the Sefer Bracious. We have dreams in Tanakh. We have Shlomo HaMelech having a dream. That's from the Haftorah for Miketz, which we never read, because it's always Shabbos Hanukkah. But the Haftorah for Miketz is Shlomo and the two women with the baby, but it talks about the Chalom of Shlomo there. But we have a dream, so he has his dreams, and he gets his brothers very upset. And the brothers go out then, and of course we read the beginning of the end. The brothers decide as they see the Baal HaChalomos coming. They see the dreamer coming. From afar, they decide we are going to do something. First they decide, let's kill him. Let's kill him. Let's throw his body into one of the pits. And we'll say a wild animal got him, which they said in the end anyway. And we'll see, as if it's sarcastic, what it will be with his dreams. Ruvain steps in and says, no, can't do that. Ruvain acting like a Bechor here. Ruvain taking a stand. No, we can't do that. We can't kill him. He's our brother. You stop the Torah right now, it looks like Ruvain's going to be the main player until Yehuda comes up later. But Ruvain here comes in and says, do not spill blood. Throw him into the pit. Do not lay a hand on him. Right, until it's, he, his kavana was to bring him back eventually. The Pasuk describes that he wanted to bring him back. But that's what Ruvain says. Ruvain's trying to save him. Don't kill him, throw him in the pit. And as we know, the story, what happens afterwards that he wasn't in the pit when Reuven came back. Let's show we'll get back to that. But the Pasuk says, originally, Reuven heard and saved him. Says the Medrash. We've discussed this in the past, but this year we'll see it through the eyes of Rav Pincus. Why? Source number three. The Torah is teaching us something in this Pasuk. Of Reuven hears Vayatzileo miyadam. Shekshiyya adam osem mitzvah. We have to make sure that when we do a mitzvah, we have to do it with a full, complete heart. If Ruvay knew that this Pasuk would be recorded in the Torah, if he knew that this Pasuk would... No, no, don't kill him. If he knew that that would be recorded in the Torah, that he was saved... He would have put Yosef on his shoulders and carried him back to his father's house. If he only would have known that he would have gotten recorded, that's what he would have done. And the measure says, Boaz, if Boaz would have known, if he would have known that his chesed with Rus would have been recorded in the Navi, also, they would have given him her calves and, and meat, not just grain. If Boaz would have known, and the measures continued, it's not here. If Aaron, if Aaron Akoin would have known, he would have also come out to meet Moshe with, with, a, with a marching band. What's the, what's the message? If Reuven would have known that he would have done even more, what, Reuven's interested in the credit? 
If Reuben would have known that it would have been on the video screen and everyone would have known, he would have done much more. Oh, but now that he didn't know, he did less. We're talking about Reuven. Talking about the first of the Shvatim. So what does that mean? Says the Tefer Shimshon. Says her Pinkus. And he quotes the Medrash a little more in full. He quotes Lisha Avar. This is the continuation. This is the message of the Medrash for us. Line one. Rav Kohen, Rav Yoshua, Rav Simon, Rav Rabbi Levi, Amru. Lisha Avar, Haya Adam, Ose Mitzvah, Vahanavi Kosva. In the past, in the biblical times, people would do actions and it would be recorded. And forevermore, we would all read it in history. V'yachshav Adam Ose Mitzvah Mikosva. Nowadays, we all have our lives and we act the whole day. Who's writing it down? There's no Torah, is there? There's no Tanakh written about us, is there? Says the Medrash, yes, there is. Eliyahu umelech hamashiach. Fa'akadosh baruch hu al yedehem. There is a recorder up in Shemayim. We are each writing a Torah. Ka'ahu dechsiv. As the Pasuk says in Malachi, at the end of Navi. Az nidru yirei Hashem ishareyo v'yakshu Hashem v'yishma. V'yikasev zifer zikar on the fun of. Ruvain Boaz. They didn't realize the godless of every little act that they did. Just do the Maisa Chesed. A little chesed, if they would have appreciated and realized what every little mice of chesed accomplishes in Shamayim and what effect it has, they would have done even more. Line 7. Avo be'emes. Imaya Yosef ne'erak harayaya batol galam Yisrael. If Ruve, really, Yosef could have been killed if Reuven wouldn't have done it. Reuven wouldn't have done it. But on the other hand, if he would have taken him back to his father, Imagine what history would have been like if Reuven would have taken Yosef back. They would have never gone down to Egypt. All Goliath Mitzrayim wouldn't have happened. I, they wouldn't have had food. Okay, they, could have, they would have figured it out. And Boaz laid as David the whole story. And that's what Chazal tell us in this Medrash. Lest we think that our actions are insignificant. Lest we think that, okay, what am I doing? Just little, little, little Misa Mitzvah. Just putting on tzitzes, just wearing tefillin, just keep, keep smiling at somebody. What significance does that action have? The Medrash says, we're each writing our own Torah. Every action is recorded. It says in Perkeyavos, And it's not to scare us, it's to inspire us. Line 19, even today, Well, our actions aren't being recorded in Navi. Tanakh is already finished. What is my action have to do with the future? Every act is recorded. Every act has hashpa'a. Now, in Shamayim, on us, we are influenced by every mitzvah that we do, and the more psyched and excited we are about every mitzvah, we are influenced and, and, and affected more by that mitzvah. Kol tov shall kol Yehudi, nichnas shal am Yisrael. Right, we all learn in kindergarten, another brick in the Beis HaMikdash. But it's true in a certain sense. If it's not the Beis HaMikdash, it's the destiny of Am Yisrael. 
every layer, every mitzvah. Ad kedekach shel yom evaser agulo mashiach etkenu heim heim atzmam hakosvim veachokikim es ma'isa mitzvah elio anavi records it all kibo talui asish luchusam. Why is it elio anavi? Why does the major say that? Why did that get? What about Rabbi Akiva? Why Avram Avinu? Why is it Elio Anavi who's recording it? It's obviously connected because he's coming when he's got enough written. He's being Mavaser when he's got enough notebooks full. That's when Elio Anavi is coming. Dafke Elio Anavi is coming and Hashem's giving the Gushpaka, he's giving the stamp, the Medrash says. We have to realize the godless of every action that we do. And that's what it says in Perkyavo's turning the page. Vazel Shamr Chazal, that's what Chazal tell us at the beginning of the second paragraph of Perkyavos. Havi Zahir be mitzvah kalakavachamura. Sha'inatiodeya matan skarin shal mitzvahs. One has to be careful by light mitzvos. Because we don't know what a light mitzvah is. What's a heavy mitzvah, what's a light mitzvah? We think we know. By Losa says we do know. Because there are different punishments. We know there are Isurei Skila, there are Isurei Malkos, there are different types of Losa says. But by mitzvah saseh, we don't we don't know the hierarchy. Dafka, because the Kodesh wants us to do it all to, uh, for us to do it all. It's a package deal, right? Everything, every little thing that we do. We've quoted in the past the thought of the Arachayim Hakadosh in Parshas Akev, where he quotes there that the pasuk says, "Kol hamitzvah." All the mitzvah, not kol mitzvot. So why kol mitzvah? So the Rechaim HaKadosh develops the idea that it's a package deal, all mitzvahs, and we can't say, you know what, I'm going to focus on these. The other ones, the Rechaim HaKadosh says, imagine you come to a doctor, and you tell the doctor, my pinky's hurting. And the doctor looks at us and says, don't, you got nine other fingers, don't worry about it, go home. My pinky's killing me. He says, what are you complaining about? You have nine other fingers, you have ten working toes, so your pinky hurts, big deal, just go home. You'd go to a different doctor. No, no, my pinky hurts and that affects my entire body. If I'm in pain in one area, that affects the entire goof. It's the same with mitzvos. Every mitzvah is connected to another part of my body, to my spiritual body. If I'm lacking, if I'm sick in one mitzvah, then all the mitzvah, all the body is affected. It's one goof. It's kol ha-mitzvah. And says, ha-mitzvah We have to realize, we don't know the hierarchy, we don't know the scorecard in Shamayim. And we have to try to realize the unique opportunity that every mitzvah affords us. And that's what Elio Navi, when we do a mitzvah, we got that one Elio, right? we can give ourselves a little pat on the back and say, one step closer to Mashiach. And that's the message of the biblical figures saying, oh, if they knew. No, the message is for us. The message is for us. Okay. So that's one pasuk about Reuven. Let's continue now. So Reuben hears, he saves them, he saves Yosef, and they throw him in the pit. And as we know, they take off his uh, not for now, but there were a number of Mepharshim picked up on the fact that Yosef is silent. It's fascinating. The Chamalevitz talks about this. Yosef does not say a word in the entire discussion. Doesn't say that he fought them. Doesn't say that he argued with them. Silence. We'll have to see where's the first place that Yosef opens his mouth. We will have to see what the Torah records. 
But let's continue first. Vayigachu, they take him. They throw him in the pit. Vahabar regain bomayim. We know, connection to Hanukkah. Vayeshvelechalechem. And they sit down to have a meal. And the Archaz Yishmaelim are coming. And Yehuda all of a sudden comes and says, the other leader of the Shvatim, Yehuda and Reuven are the only two active characters in the Shvatim Parshios. Besides Yosef, obviously. Why should we kill him? Let's sell him to the Ishmaelim. And that's what they do. He is sold. And after the sale, all of a sudden, Reuven comes back. Pasuk Chavtes. Vayashav Reuven el Habar, v'hinei and Yosef Babar. Last Reuven heard, it's clear that Reuven wasn't at the sale. He comes back to the pit. Where's Yosef? Vayikres Begadav, he's the first one. He tears his clothing. Vayashav el Echav, and he goes back to the brothers. Where is he? Vayomar, yelet enenu, v'ani ana aniba. They don't tell him. Explicitly. Maybe they figured it out. He figured it out. Maybe they told him. It's not recorded in the text. And they put on the whole charade in order to trick their father. Vayashav Ruvain. Chazal pick up on that. Lashon Vayashav. Says Rashi. Tupshatim. Vayashav, number one, he returned. What do you mean he returned? Bimachiraso lo hayasham. Ruvain wasn't at the sale. Shehigia yomu aviv. It was his turn to take care of his father. It's his turn. Every, they took care of their father. Wasn't a young man. Right? So they took care of him, number one. That's Vayashav. Davar Acher, or Vayashav means from a Lashon of Tshuva. What Tshuva? Asuk haya b'sako He had sackcloth and he was fasting. Al shabil bel aviv. Because of what he did with his father's bed in last week's Parsha. Bilha, right, the bed, not exactly sure, according to the text, what occurred. Chazal tell us, he switched the beds. Reuven was busy doing tshuva for not acting appropriately with his father's bed. Vayashav tshuva, says the Yalkut. Now in source number five, says the Yalkut, the Madrash on this Pasuk. Vayashav Reuven el habar, mehechan ba, shahaya asut pesako betaniso. That's in Rashi. But then the Medrash has an extra line that Rashi does not quote. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Atapas Achta You were the first one. You opened the gates of Tshuva. Chayecha. Ben Bincha Omeid Uposeach Betshuva. A descendant of yours will stand up and be Poseach Betshuva as well. Reuven was the first one to do Tshuva in history. You started Tshuva, Reuven. So I'm going to pay back your descendants. If you read the text, the past couple of Parshios, there was at least, at least according to the Midrashim, there were other people that did tshuva. How about Adam? How about Cain? According to some. That wasn't tshuva. He quotes from the Ksav Sofer. He's going to give his own answer that I gave it to you from the, from the, through the Darky Musser. Rav Naiman, he quotes the Ksav Sofer, gives an answer, so that's why we'll see it through his eyes. V'rabim ra'u kentamau. What does it mean that Reuven was the first one to do tshuva? What happened to the tshuva of Cain and the tshuva of Adam? Three answers. One from the Ksav Sofer and two more from the Darke Musser. What's the difference between this tshuva, Reuven's tshuva, 
versus Adam and Cain's tshuva. First, Ksav Sofer. Vahachilok, line five. Bein tshuvas Adam Arishon uva Cain v'tshuvas Ruvein. Ki Adam Arishon mitzvah achatz nistave aleha. Velokima. How many mitzvahs did Adam have? One. Okay, he got more afterwards. And altogether he got six. And then Noah got one more. But really, at the time of the tzivui, of the eights, Hadas, he had one mitzvah. Don't eat from the tree. One mitzvah. And he blew it. Kayin. Kayin had mitzvos. Let's continue. Machlok is exactly whether Kayin took place in Gan Eden, not, not for now. But Rashi quotes, Ki arumimim, arum below mitzvos. Shehevin me'atzmo she'en biyado lachasos bo pisho mishu mitzvah. Ki an biyado ma'isa mitzvah. Ma'isa tov. It's pretty obvious if I want to get back close to Hashem, if I only have one commandment and I failed, I have to do tshuva in that commandment. That's obvious. Then how else am I going to get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Cain killed his brother. He didn't, wasn't commanded in any other mitzvot. So what else is he going to do? Obviously. He didn't do anything good to try to cover up. What else could Adam look at and say... Well, God, look at this. You have to give me some credit. Adam did nothing that could weigh the scales. Neither did Cain. But, Reuven says the Ksav Sofer. Reuven did something wrong, yes. But, Achar Shechata, Hitzel Nafsho, Nefesh Echa Miyadachiv. One second. He did something wrong. But what just happened? We read it a minute ago. He was the one that saves Yosef's life. So one might think that to do tshuva, I don't have to focus so much on my faults. I could just kind of balance that with my tovim. That could kind of weigh the scale. The asay tov could balance out the surmei ra that it's much harder to do. It's much harder to do surmei ra than asay tov. I have faults, but you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm not going to focus on my faults. Reuben was the first one who had potential to say to God, at least look at my mitzvos, doesn't that outweigh? And he didn't. Instead, he focused on the fault and uprooted the fault and was okay, the problem, instead of just trying to hide it. Even after he saved Yosef's life, he realized, Ki ein mitzvah one mitzvah cannot wipe out an Avera, especially if they're different categories. One distinction between Ruvain and Cain and Adam. A second answer, he quotes from line 19. Biur Nechmad. Ki Adam Arishon Vakain Asuchuva Acharashik Fartop Nitzvu, Meakadish Baruch, Uvenenshualzeh. If God approaches you and said, you're wrong, l'chora, we would all do tshuva in that case. Hashem came to Adam. Hashem came to Cain. Here, Reuven wasn't nitva by God. It was self-recognition. It was self-awareness. It was real tshuva. There wasn't any external stimuli that made Reuven do it. It was just his own conscience. It was his own realization that I need to do this. After they were nitva by Hashem. 
Im kein atshuva ha'isamach mazira. It was Yiras Hashem. Aval b'ruvein lo matzinu shenitva v'nena shalzeh. For by ruvein we don't find that he was punished or nitva u'bechalze asad shuva mitoch hakaras atzmo. That's shuva me'ava, and that's why Hashem says atapasach tachila. You started the balls of tshuva rolling. You started the wheels. And that's why you will get the credit. A second idea. But then there's a third idea that the Darkie Musser himself says. V'li nera line 24. V'var yalkutanal. Ki adam harishon v'kayin chatu v'yadu shechatu. They sinned and it was very clear that they did something wrong. Right, right after Adam ate from the fruit, he felt it. He knew it. He knew he did it. When we do something obviously wrong, it's easier to do tshuva on that because we know it was wrong. Cain, he killed his brother. That's pretty, there was no defense. It was a pure act of jealousy. And his tshuva was, it's still a challenge. But when is tshuva the hardest? Well, we don't even recognize that we didn't do anything wrong. When we think what we did was a mitzvah. When we think what we did, we had all the justification in the world. That's the hardest to get out, to get away from. Like the Chavetz Chaim says, we think it's a mitzvah to stay up at one o'clock, until one o'clock in the morning learning, and then we sleep through shachris. That's not a mitzvah. That's an avira that's dressed up like a mitzvah. Says the Darki Musur, Misha Choshev Shaha Haisa Mitzvah. Lo kashem ma'od la'asos tshuva. That's really hard. Afiluk shekadosh baruch hu. Maybe I'll have yisurim. Even if I have, if I have yisurim, ain't no parts be avera. I don't stop because I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. Until I, I, I'm conv- until I'm convinced. But while I think I'm doing something right, so I'm not going to stop. What did Ruvain do? Adam ate from the tree. Wrong. Cain killed his brother. Wrong. Ruvain did something for the covet of his mother. That's what he did. He said, Leah's played second fiddle. Think about Leah's life. She had a very tough life. Right? We spoke about this in the past. Leah, she, first of all, the morning after her wedding, her husband says, I don't love you. I wish I wasn't married to you. Right? I wish I got married to the other woman. And then what happens? And then he, she has one child, and another child, and another child, and another child. And still, she's second fiddle. When are you going to love me? Right? All, her whole life. And then finally, with the dudaim, she's had a tough life. So Ruvain says, enough already. So Rachel now died. So now, could you love my, my mother the most? So Ruvain could think to himself and justify what he did. You know, my mother... And yet what he did was inappropriate. Right? He messed around with his father's personal issues when he shouldn't have done that. But, says the Darki Musur, from Ruvain's perspective, he did the right thing. He did a mitzvah. To recognize that he did something wrong when he thought he did something right, that tshuva is even harder. And that's real tshuva. Because most of the time in life, we don't think we do something wrong. Sometimes we do. But sometimes we, we are so rational, we rationalize, it's, it's toeless. 
It's not for Ashinara. It's it has well of course I have to say that. There's a good reason I'm saying that. You know, I have to do I have to rush out of davening early. I have a good reason. I have this, I have that. I, I was justified in getting angry. You know what the guy did to me? He should know that he should know it. That's not a comma. No, it's I, I I have to show him, I have to prove it to him that he's doing something wrong. We have all the justifications in the world. And when it's on somebody else and we're we're on the other side, right? We're Dalakovchova just as easily. So that's real tshuva. Real tshuva t- is to recognize when our mice and tovim are not mice and tovim, and we have to. And that's what the misolus yisharim talks about. You fashpesh and you mashpesh by myself. We have to get rid of the negative actions and get rid of get rid of the negative actions that are dressed up by positive actions. But that's real tshuva, and that's what Ruvain did. Three opinions, three answers. How was Cain and Adam's tshuva different than Ruvain's? Baruch Hashem. Moving right along. Moving right along. So now we get into Yosef is in Mitzrayim. Yosef is in Mitzrayim in these exciting parashias. We're not going to focus this year on Yehuda and Tamar. Why we discussed that in past years. Let's skip now to Paraklamites. The Yosef who ride Mitzrayim. Yosef comes to Mitzrayim. Potiphar acquires him. Pasig base. Vayehi Hashem es Yosef. Hashem is with Yosef. Vayehi Ishmatzliach. He is successful. Vayehi Bebeis Adonav HaMitzri. And he's in his master's house. He's in Potiphar's house. Vayar Adonav Yashem Ito. The master sees that Hashem is with him. Vechol Hashem Hoseh Hashem Atzliach Biyado. Vayimse Yosef. Chein. Yosef still hasn't said a word. The Torah does not record any conversation that Yosef has said. It keeps going. All the way. The first thing Yosef says, as we will see, is coming up a little bit later, but not yet. But let's first focus on these Pesukim. Pasuk base. Hashem as Yosef. Hashem was with Yosef. Ish And he was in the house of Adonav HaMitzri. Al Derek Drush. If you look in the Sefer, Lachos Benoam Hashem. We've quoted from that in the past. Two thoughts tonight from the Sefer. He has a Drush on this Pasuk. Yehudi HaOvoid Hashem Yisbarach BeMS, a, a, a true serving Hakadosh Baruch Hu Jew, Tzarich LaOvdo B'Chol Matzav, Bein Bizmane HaAliyah, Bein Bizmane HaYirida. What is it called to be a servant of God? What is commitment called? That we serve Hashem in all situations, when we're feeling it, and when we're not feeling it, when we're having days of Aliyah. And we'll feel like we're on. And even when we have days of Yurida, we also have to serve. Bain ba'ashro, bain ba'aniyuso. When we are rich, when things are going well in life, and when things are not going as well in life. That's what it means to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yesh b'nei Adam. There are those. Shakashar e'lem emsoyim v'chayim b'dochak. Rak oz heim ovdim es Hashem Yisbarach. Right? Sometimes, people, we only turn to God when things are difficult. Right? When uh, things aren't going well. That's when we remember to daven with kavana. That's when we, you know, focus more and do extra mitzvahs and look for schoolers. You know, when we need a Yeshua. Right? That's when we serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Niksharam Hashem, Erev. We daven and we cry. And when things are going well, we don't focus so much. The 
Ilu im heim yiu ashirim yiskayim bohem. Like the pasuk says, vayishmani yishurin vayivat. Yishurin gets fat and he rebels. Chaim hayu laat laat shochim as Hashem. When we have everything, we forget the difficult times, and that's not called service of God. But then you have the opposite too. Umeidach yesh eilashe biti yoka hefech. When we have everything and everything's going well, I, oh, Kaddish Baruch Hu, you're the best. You are amazing. Thank you so much. This is awesome. This is great. And when things are difficult, then we like start getting very angry and we start getting upset. And what's happening here? I can't, Davin. I can't. I'm not. I'm so angry. I'm so upset. It's kind of like children sometimes. Right? When, you know, when everything's going well, well, sometimes children, you know, the more they have, they say thank you so much, or sometimes when they turn to parents when they don't have something. Either way. So, that's not called service. Yosef HaTzadik served HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'chol Matzaf. Every situation. What does the Pasuk say? Vayehi Hashem es Yosef. Vayehi Yish Matzliach. What are all the Vayehis? Just Vayehi three times in this Pasuk. Just say it once. Hashem was with Yosef. Vayehi ish matzliach. Vayehi bebeis adunav. No, it's three. It's it's a title with two explanations. Vayehi Hashem is Yosef. Hashem and Yosef were connected. When vayehi ish matzliach. When Yosef was having hatzlacha. When everything was going well, then Hashem was with Yosef. And also vayehi bebeis adunav hamitzri. When he was in the Egyptian house working for his master, he was also. Hashem Hashem was with Yosef all the time. That's called, that's called Avdus. And that's line 17 now. Always. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it's our Avoda. And it's our job. It's an Avoda. It's not simple. I heard recently. Right, the Pasuk says in Kisavo that we're because we didn't serve our God is going to hold us accountable. Where's that Pasuk written? It's in the Tochacha. That's where God demands Simcha? That's where God demands when things aren't going well, that's where we have to serve our Baruch Hu? Even. Rachman But that's what our Baruch Hu wants from us. To realize that He knows what's best for us. And let's go to the next Pasuk. Also related to Yosef's Sidkus. So the first Pasuk says in Pasuk Beis, Hashem was with Yosef all the time. Next Pasuk, Vayar Adonav ki Hashem ito. His master sees that Hashem is with him. V'chal hu oseh, Hashem asliach biyado. Potiphar sees that this is a godly person. God is always with him. Hashem ito. Rashi, four words. Shem, Shamayim, Shagur b'fiv. Shem Hashem is always on his mouth. He's always talking about God. So Yosef is obviously talking, it's just not recorded in the Torah. If you look in the Medrash, the Medrash expands on Rashi. Rashi consolidated the Medrash. If you look in the Tanchuma, source number seven, Potiphar Rasha Potiphar was a Rasha. Ketzar Haya Roshakodesh How did he recognize that God was with Yosef? Umauki Hashem Ito. Ella says the Medrash. Shem Hashem never left Yosef's mouth. When he walked in to serve his master, 
Hayamalachish Viomer. He used to whisper. He always used to be mumbling. Ribona Alamim Atu Bitruni Atu Patruni. Hashem, please help me out. Make sure my, my master doesn't get mad at me. Hashem, please help me. Hashem this. Hashem that. What are you whispering? You say some kind of incantation. I know you Jews. No. I'm just praying that I do my job correctly. Everything Yosef did. It was constantly... Mentioning Shem Hashem. Again, we have to do this in a way that doesn't make us look strange to the outside world. We shouldn't be mumbling our whole lives. But, Shem Hashem, Shagur Bafinu. That's what it means. Kol Hashem, Wosei Hashem, Matzliach Biyado. Says the Shomer Emunim, he quotes, the more Hashem is on our mouths, the more Hashem is going to be with us. Because before, the more we bring ourselves closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem is going to bring himself down as he explains beautifully. Line ten. Kshiya Shame Shamayim Shagar Alpiv called Paula Sharyasi Yatsliach. Why? Kiyamizdavkim Tamid be Emunasashkacha Sabore. The more we believe in Ashgacha, the more Ashgacha we are going to be Zochet to. Mushgacha may be Yosef Ashgacha Pratis. Kharishbarku is Mishale, Mida Kenegan Mida. As the Pasik says in Tehillim, Hashem is our shadow. Hashem Tzilcha. Our shadow moves wherever we move. We move away, our shadow moves away. Whatever we, however we act, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does the same thing. Hashem is our shadow. Hashem Silcha. He's misnaheg with a person as the person is, is misnaheg. And that's what we have to realize that. Right? All the time. Having Shem Shamayim, Shem Shamayim Bekirpi. And then he quotes towards the end, he quotes a fascinating story. Fascinating story, I guess, a medrash, from the Osir Medrashim on the next page. He quotes a story on line 15. He was a rich man who was a big Baltstaka. He was a very, uh, give a lot, very generous. He gave a lot of Staka, but you know what? He didn't believe that God was the one who gave him the money in the first place. He thought he was a good businessman. He thought, Kochi v'osim yad He was a very nice guy. He gave a lot of staka, but, you know, he believed in himself also. He believed in his own koach, his own powers. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent Eliyahu Navi on a mission. Sent him on a mission. Pam He went out one day to buy some oxen in the shuk. But Derek Pagab Eliyahu Navi Shinirik HaSocher. He met Eliyahu Navi, looks like a merchant. Sha'alo Elio, Lechanato Lech. Elio asked, Oh, where are you going? Amarlo, Lushuk and Yolech, like no Shvarim. I'm going to buy some oxen. Amarlo Eliyahu. Amar, Emir Tzashem. Oh, Emyigzer Hashem Yisbarach. Say you're going to buy oxen, Emir Tzashem. Hey, Shivlo Asocher. What do you mean? What does God have to do with this? Hare Hamos, Bekisi. The money's in my wallet. It's up to me. I made this money. It's in my wallet. I'm going to go buy oxen. What does God have to do with this? Okay. Have it your way. And as the message continues, he was going on the way. The money, the wallet falls out of his pocket. He doesn't realize it. 
Ro Elio, it's a kiss. Vinicho, sell Elio, takes the kiss and puts it on a rock in the forest. Puts it on a rock. B'makam she'im b'nei adam over him, in a place where nobody else sees it. Fasocher yigiel ha-shuk, l'achar yigiel rabba, he finally gets to the shuk. He finds amazing oxen. V'kasher ratzel ha-shalem avuram, he reaches into his suitcase to take out his money, his money bag, and he realizes he has no money. And he leaves the shuk depressed and upset. Achazman ra, line 26, Again, second try. This time, Elionavi appears in the image of an elderly man. Again, where you're going, I'm going to buy oxen. He says, And because this time, again, he didn't listen, Elionavi makes him fall asleep. Money's taken out. He goes... And the same thing happens. And finally, he realizes, Dovar hu. Something is going on here. And he says, Me Hashem hu. And he realizes he's getting punished for what happened. And he says, Okay, Imirza Hashem. When he goes out to the Shuk the third time, Elio appears like a Na'ar Ani. Hamavaki Shavota, like a poor man who's looking for work. He Elio, where are you going? He's going, I'm going to buy Shvarim. Elios, and he says, I'm going to buy Shvarim. Imirza Hashem. And Birch Elio, Elio says, gives him a bracha. You should find Shvarim without any hard work. If I find some good oxen, I'll come back and I'll hire you as a worker. Fine. He finds Shvarim. He finds some great oxen. Turning the page. And he comes back. And all of a sudden, Lefetha, the oxen run away from him. He starts running after the oxen, and the oxen run into the forest, and the oxen come and lead him to the rock where all of his money belts are sitting, and he realizes it. It's from, from HaKadosh Baruch So we have to bring HaKadosh Baruch into our lives, have it on our Lashon. When people ask what's going on, instead of just saying, great, or sababa, right? Emir Hashem, Be'ezus Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to be on our lips. Baruch Hashem. Get him into our lives. Okay. Last thought for the Vayeshev, and then we'll end with one thought on Hanukkah. Last thought for Vayeshev. We have mentioned this in the past, but it's good to review it each time. Again, we'll see it this year in the words of the Laksos Benoam Hashem. All the way at the end of the Parsha. Parag Mem. Parag Mem. Pasik. Pasig Yud Beis, Pasig Yud Gimel. Towards the end, Yosef interprets the dreams of the Saramashkim and the Sar Haofim. And Pasig Chaf is the one we'll focus on. Third to last Pasig in the Parsha. Fourth to last. Fahibi Yom Ashlishi, Yom Huledet Es Paro. The only birthday recorded in all of Tanakh is Paro's birthday right here. And much has been written about the significance of birthdays in Judaism. Right? Chazal, we know. Moshe's birthday, we know. Different birthdays. Okay. Move up as far Makdoshim. Source number 10. Shebiyom holadato shela adam tzorach laharbos boha adam bohoda On our birthday, which by the way does not mean our English birthday, on our birthday, we need to be marbe behoda u betfila. We have to be marbe with thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Another year. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Davening for the future. You gave me another year to serve you. You gave me another year of life. Thank you for the past. What could I be makabel for the future? 
How many great gedolim made siyumim on their birthdays? That's a way to celebrate. To make a siyum on a birthday. Right? To celebrate Torah. Right? Lahavdil, line 7. He says various times when it comes to other areas of our life. When it comes to business. Every couple of months, you know, we, we set up meetings because we want to make sure our investments are going okay. You know, we go online and we check how the investments are doing. Because what, we're going to be so irresponsible, just put our money somewhere and just forget about it? No, you want to know what's going on. And maybe tinker with it, maybe invest somewhere else, maybe get a different advisor. Our neshama is any less than that? Every once in a while, we have to check our investments, our spiritual investments. And a great time to do that is on one's birthday. A great time to do that, besides Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. But a personal time to do that is on a birthday. Kishamalur Shmuel Malover, one of the greats, Shivim Shana, one of the Shmuel Malover, turned 70. Ratsulasos Anshigilas Oberusi, they wanted to make a party. He was very against. He says, the only birthday recorded in the, in the Torah and in Tanakh is is paro. So maybe if, if you make it into Suda's Mitzvah, if we use, and the post can talk about this, the Klayaka writes this, if we use the birthday, not just to celebrate in a way that copies and mimics other nations, but we use a birthday as a day of thankfulness, a day, Svarim say there's a Koacha Bracha we have on a birthday, to give others brachos, Right when the the uh, the the, nav, the the Medrash even says that when Yeshua ben Nun was fighting in Shemesh begivon Dome, the enemy knew that the special koach on a birthday. So all they were going to fight the next day. So they had all the birthday boys ready to fight. That's why Yeshua extended the day. He stopped the sun and the moon because he didn't want it to be the next day. He wanted to finish the war today because he knew the next day everybody was going to have good luck, so to speak. So the koach of a birthday, we have to realize it and hopefully use it. In a, in a positive way. Okay. Let's end with one thought on Hanukkah. Hanukkah, this, this, Hanukkah has so much. Probably more than, I don't know, more than any other. Pesach also has a tremendous amount. But there's so much Torah on Hanukkah. There are so many questions about Hanukkah. Right? Different than the other holidays, Hanukkah has que- like questions that we know. Like, what other question has 500 answers? Right? The base Yosef's God. What other questions have? Why did we even need the nays? There's so many questions about Hanukkah. Right? Like the Gemara says, my Hanukkah, the Tanah Rabbanan. What's Hanukkah? You gotta study it with the rabbis. Right? The Tanah Rabbanan, there's so much. So we'll have one thought. That's all we have time for, uh, in this week's year. Maybe next week we'll have another thought, because this week actually is not Shabbos Hanukkah, but we're getting ready. We know that th- there are different versions about which mitzvos the Yavanim decreed against. There are various versions. So if you look in the Megillah Antiochus, the three that are mentioned are Rosh Chodesh, Shabbos, and Brismila. Those three. There are others mentioned, Talmud Torah. There are others, right, the dreidel. They were learning and they were pretending to play. But much has been written. What was the connection? What's the common denominator between Shabbos, Mila, and Rosh Chodesh. Says the Shem Tov in the second volume. Vahanira Bazel, line four. Diyitachin. Diikar chachmas yavanhu. She'en yecholes ha'adam l'shanos o l'hashpia alabria. Man cannot have influence. 
Man cannot be so creative. You can't accomplish so much. You can't change so much what's around you. What's in front of you? You are an object. You are not a subject. That's what the Greeks believed. We are who we are. We are in this world of, of there are many, many different gods up there. And we are floating, but don't think you can make a difference in life. Don't think you could be creative and accomplish something. That's what Yavan believed. That's what they believed. And therefore they targeted three of the mitzvos, which symbolize creativity, which symbolize the Jew adding their own element, the Jew being creative. Maybe the greatest example of that is Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh. Bezdin, the Jews themselves, set their own calendar. We decide when our holidays are. It's not given to us. We decide when's Pesach, when's Shavuos. What a creative mitzvah. That's Rosh Chodesh. What's Brismila? We've mentioned many times. Turn us Rufus at Russia. Ask Rabbi Akiva. Why didn't God just finish the job? Right? Hashem did 99%. He created a beautiful human being. So why didn't he finish the job of Taking off the foreskin. Why do you leave it for man to do? What did Rabbi Kiva answer? Because it's to teach us that we finish the job. And just like we finish the job on our physical bodies, we finish the job on our spiritual bodies. We can make a difference. That's Brismila. And that's Rosh Chodesh. And even, even Shabbos. Yes, on the one hand, Shabbos is Kviyah Vakaima. Even if I don't do anything, it's Shabbos. But also the Gemara says, in the Darim, Afapi, even though Shabbos is automatic, mitzvah lagdisho. We all know, one of the most famous mitzvahs, Zachar Yom Shabbos Lakad Show. We have to sanctify Shabbos. We add our own element, a mitzvah do raisa. Because we recognize through that that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world and we are Makadish. And that's why the Yavanim targeted those mitzvahs. And fascinatingly, right, the big Shiloh of why Hanukkah is only Torah Shabbal right? Why isn't Hanukkah Torah Shabbal Right? It took place during Bayashani. Right? One of the famous Shilohs of Hanukkah too. Why isn't it in Tanakh? Only Purim made it into Tanakh. Why not Hanukkah? Because what's Torah Shabbal Torah Shabbal is all about the Koach of the Jews themselves to pass on the Misorah, to create, to create Torah Shabbal We not only transmit Torah Shabbat Peh, we take part in Torah Shabbat Peh. We are Machadesh. We are part of the, we share in the process of creation of Torah, using the principles, right? That we have a Takana of Neiris Hanukkah. What did that show? A Jew could create a mitzvah. Our Rabbanan could create mitzvahs. That's exactly what they said you can't do. No, nothing. What you see in front of you is all, that's what's given to you. That's Hanukkah, that's Shabbos, that's Mila, that's Rosh Chodesh. It's all, it's all what they attacked. And he ends off by saying, a note that others say as well, and isn't it fascinating that every Hanukkah is eight days long, like Bris Mila, and every Hanukkah has at least a Shabbos and has a Rosh Chodesh. And this year we're even Zoha to have it all on one day. Next Shabbos, we'll be taking out three Torahs. It's Rosh Chodesh, it's Shabbos, it's Hanukkah. Because Shabbos has Mila related, it's also eight. And it's Shabbos and it's Rosh Chodesh. Because that's exactly what we express our victory over Yavan. We can influence. We can be Mashpia. 
That's what a Jew believes, and that's what a Jew tries and strives to do. Okay, we'll stop here. Hashem, next week, again, I'm not exactly sure when I'll be giving the shear, Hashem, but I will try very hard to get a shear up to, uh, for Parshas Miketz. Just in case not, we'll pick up right here, uh, Wednesday of Parshas Vayigash.